How's it going? This is The Green Machine. I'm David, your host, joined as always by Nick and Martin. And on tonight's programme, we are going to preview Ireland against Gibraltar. And also, it's Ireland against Gibraltar. Stephen Kenny's last chance as Ireland manager. Also on the programme, we're going to be talking about what Liam Brady said about the current crop of Irish players. And who Nick thinks is the man that can unlock the hopes of a nation. Also, Nick... Coming up later on in the programme, spoke to Jamie Bossio, the former Gibraltarian player, I think I got that right, who's actually Dublin-born. That's a fascinating conversation. And also, who is captaining Ireland tomorrow night? And who's making a 100 cap? They're connected. There you go, lads. We got through that in the end, didn't we? That was less of a struggle than a Stephen Kenny post-match interview, that. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> What, oh, you, what you, yeah. what you won't his, know, folks. His tone that, has changed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was uh, that was take four hundred and seventy-eight. There, I even forgot to mention that this is your home for Irish football news and nostalgia. But you know what? We were, I was that committed to it. I thought I'm, I'm not going back. That's it. We, we can pick up those pieces later on. <sighs> this is what happens when you support the the boys in green around Europe and Ireland, lads. It's it's not easy. It just absolutely takes away. <laughs> How are you both anyway? How are you doing? Martin, you haven't left yet, have you? You're still in Blighty. I'm still in Blighty, yeah. I am, yeah, off tomorrow morning now, looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I was absolutely gutted that I didn't go over to Greece, and I know you had a great time there, and it went down really well, you yeah. chatting to the fans before the matches, uh, before the match even. And um, yeah, it was just, it was great to see your your content there, Dave. You've got some great interviews. Met the famous Davy wow. Keogh, I know you're chatting to a lot of the lads as well, and, you know, the performance we've we've digested that probably enough now probably quite sick of it in a way um somebody regurgitating that performance yeah. <laughs> but um you know great tragedy yeah that's oh, it with all the cliches are there but, no, we, we've had um you know a lot of fallout from it obviously football inside but also for, mm. for the fans it was a horrible kind of event for them to go to with the trouble getting into the game yeah um so it's worth actually i've seen neva mahani um has mentioned that you know football fans europe are looking for some feedback uh, from Ireland fans, I think it's important if you were there that you can complete a survey. We'll put the links up on our socials to actually say what your experiences were because I think tragedy was narrowly avoided over there. And um, I think it's important that we do kind of reflect what Irish fans went through there so it doesn't happen again. Yep. Yeah, uh, still apologize, folks, for listening. Uh, my Wi Fi is a little bit ropey. I think, uh, I think the old hamsters had a bit of a stroke in the corner <laughs> don't have don't have my usual high power broadband uh as i normally have in eviva sorry lance and rose uh are, are back in london um yeah i mean I, I had a great time over in greece it was fantastic it was great meeting some people even some greek fans as well we had one guy right we didn't get this on the camera he came up and goes hi are you here from ireland yes um i think greece are going to win okay do you want to talk on the camera no thank you bye bye <laughs> went off and i was like <laughs> There goes the best damn Greece fan ever. Um, no, it was a fantastic time. Um, it got a bit ropey, though, on the, on the last day. I went to the airport incredibly early because I was there in my big sack, rucksack, that doesn't sound right, sweating. And I'd gone up to see the Acropolis thing. That's like the runes, basically. And uh, I thought, oh, okay, you know, history and all that stuff. Although my, the village I come from in Ireland is... 8,000 years old, just saying. But uh, came back down, walking around, had an ice cream. This young fella, actually wasn't young, he was about 60-odd, called Roberto, came up to me and he goes, oh, 
Where are you from? You're from Ireland. Yes, I am. Oh, I'm Roberto. I'm from Italy. I'm from Roma. Okay. And I'm here on a four-week holiday. But I got in from Qatar this morning. Oh, and I watched you play uh, Greek. Uh, I watched you guys play Greece. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, it was, you know. And I've just been nice. I'm thinking, hmm, this is a bit weird. Like, what's this guy after? And he goes, let's go for a drink in the bar. I thought, hmm, don't, don't know. But I thought I'll be, you know. My London head is telling me, no, this guy's after something. And my Dublin head is going, well, you know, maybe he's just been friendly. You know, we're the Irish. Everyone loves us, that sort of thing. So we're walking and talking. And next of all, he brings me into a titty bar. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> right. And you will see what I got behind the counter. And she's like, what are you having? And I'm <laughs> looking around going, I don't know what's happened here, but I'm going. See you later. So some sort of scam. I don't know what it was, but there you go. So I thought, you know what? I stick out like a sore thumb. I mean, I just, you know, I mean, I've got my white pasty leg. I stick out. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get every tourist trap coming up to me so i'm going home so i just went up to the to the bloody airport and uh that was it i just sat up there for five hours <sighs> but now greece uh the greeks lovely people um you know it, it, it was it was it was a great time up there and yeah you know and and, and the most important thing is lads we were there green yeah yeah we were we were there and we're going to be in dublin uh later on well tonight if you're watching this in the morning of the match or tomorrow we, we're going to be there. Martin and I are going to be there. We're going to be outside the ground. We're going to be in and around Dublin. If you want to have your say in the manager, as always, we are the fans podcast, we like to say. Um, yeah, we're going to be around. So just make sure if you see us, have a chat. We'll play on the pre-show. Nick, you're going to you're 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 going to the match tomorrow as well, aren't you? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, thanks, lads. You're fucking ex- excluding me here a little bit. but <laughs> It's okay. No harm. Sorry. No, but, sorry. Uh, yeah. You uh you looking forward to tomorrow night? I am, yeah. I'm looking looking forward to it. I'm hoping for a few goals. I, I think it's gonna be a stubborn Gibraltar yeah. team. Um good occasion for James McLean. I mean, I know we're gonna chat a little bit about that later, but yeah, I'm, I always look forward to Ireland games. I, I love a summer Ireland game as well, so it's great going to Lansdowne Road in the daytime or the, the daylight rather, and um enjoying a game in a bit of heat. It is a beautiful view when you look. From, from the media box. I'm sorry. I, I know you guys are in the ordinary section tomorrow. But when you look over and you see Poolbeg, it's beautiful. Get get you right in the Dublin. Just saying. I'll own the Never, known. Never thought no. Poolbeg would be described as beautiful, but there you go. <laughs> it is. It is when you're born in Dublin, which neither you two perfectors are anyway. So, right. Um, Gibraltar, lads, is this do or die for Stephen Kenny? He's under immense pressure. Uh, Nick and I were on the pre, were on the post, and we were on the pre-show as well um, in Athens here the other night, and it was it was fairly toxic. Nick wasn't it? We were getting it from all angles. Even Nick, yeah. I, w- I should have clipped it in. Even Nick swore, Martin. He swore at one of our wonderful fans. Are you going to apologise, Nick? <laughs> never, <clears throat> never. Stand by it, yeah. Stand by it. He was actually stand- agreeing with everything I was saying and giving out to me at the same time. So he, he just wasn't seeing it. I think he, he did. Say, he did. He did send a nice little little message after. Yeah. Fair play to him. You know who you are, and yeah, fair play. He said it was intense as always, and that's what we are like. We allow the fans to have their say when we're live. We're not live at the moment, but when we're live, you come on here, 
You say what you got to say. We're going to play. We're not working for the FAI or anyone. We are the voice of the fans, and we want you to have your say. But it did get very toxic, though, Nick. A lot of people yep. very unhappy with Stephen Kenny. Mm-hmm. This is this is. Can he save his job? We're going to beat Gibraltar tomorrow night. We're oh, going to sure. beat Gibraltar. We're going to beat Gibraltar tomorrow night. Is it going to be pretty? I don't know. I think one thing that Stephen Kenny has brought that the the teams below us. The the you know since the Luxembourg game, uh, teams below us. We put Luxembourg away. We struggled against Qatar. Ended up putting them away. Struggled against Armenia. Kind of limped past them. I I do think we're going to get past Gibraltar. Is it going to be pretty? No idea. Um, is he going to lose? I don't think so. Uh, is he going to be sacked regardless of the result tomorrow? If we lose, he will be. If we don't lose, uh, sorry, if we win, rather. He's, he's going to be there till the end of the campaign. We said it the other night. Stephen Kenny is going to be in the job until the end of the campaign, I think. And then okay. we'll review it. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But that's what I think. That's my okay. quote. Martin, um, do you think there's any way that Stephen Kenny can hold on to his job after the back of there the is. There, there is, yeah, of course. Because if they get a result against Gibraltar and, and that then leads into the double header, which is going to be absolutely crucial. But... It's worrying times now. The, the stats yeah. aren't looking good. You know, four wins and things. It's, it's just not looking good. The, the press are all over him now. You know, he's been called out even more than he was. And I know there's people from the very outset who weren't in favour of him getting the job. But it, the debate is still happening. And what's more disappointing was the performance the other night. It wasn't mm-hmm. an admirable failure. It was just the performance. And you are thinking the FAI have invested a lot of money into giving him the warm-up camp, um, everything he's wanted. And... Excuse Bingo's finished now with Stephen Kenny for me. You know, that, that that's a game that we can all play. We can hear about him capping at underage players and things like that, bringing through like 13 or 14. There's all that kind of mm. stuff we hear. He had to de- deliver the other night. I actually uh, respect him highly for coming out and saying it was on him the other night. But, yeah. you know, I think he, he can't come out though and, and blame the players really because he, he can't agree with Liam Brady and say we're not good enough and what do you expect and you're going to see this team better in two years time when I've got a few more under 21s in there and this is going to take time he can't say that sadly um, but the players have to be accountable and yeah you know look let's be honest a lot of them are not at the top level we know that but mm. you should be able to put in a, a tactical discipline performance I think I think it's worthy of debate as well as Nick I think you referenced earlier you know, Keith Andrews' credentials as an assistant coach, you know, Anthony Barry come in and done very, very well. It's a worry now. Everyone's analysing the tenure of Stephen Kenny. He's lost three assistant coaches uh, or, or coaches who've been part of the backroom yeah. staff. What are they doing in these camps and why aren't the lads prepared? And but, I know Stephen Kenny said today, I think it's valid though, Dave. Sorry, to I know you two want to come in, but yeah. um, he did say if we'd have won, you know, we wouldn't have been, it wasn't a catastrophe, you know, but, but we didn't. And that's the thing. It is a... It yeah, is but... very reactive, and it was a poor performance, and that's what's worrying. And again, we have to analyze yeah. the team selection, which I know we will. Well, we, 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 we're, we're going to go through a lot of it. I, I think a lot of it's yeah. wrong. Mark, uh, Nick, do you think? I was having a conversation with my friend here actually today. He was, is quite astute about the Irish football team, and he was saying that basically he's lost. He came in with a mantra: youth. Mm. He had the right idea. Many people celebrated that fact. He came in, you know, he was going to give the young lads a chance. He's going to get rid of the old guard. And he seemed to have betrayed that mantra. He seems to have gone back to the senior players. And he's kind of gone against what he was doing. And then he's sort of gone back a little bit. And he's a bit all over the place at the moment, isn't he? Like, there doesn't seem to be a clear vision. 
And that always seems to be like the top man. Sorry, and I will let you answer. Sorry, but yeah. the the top top managers have a vision, have a mantra, and they stick to it, don't they? Pep Guardiola, yeah. Pep Guardiola, he got critiqued to hell when he came into English football, but he stuck by his guns. Jurgen Klopp stuck by his guns. The top managers, they do, don't they? Jack Charlton stuck by yeah. his guns, played the same style of football. Has he just wilted a little bit? Is it is that down to pressure? I mean. We knew when Stephen Kenny was coming into the into the job, even the under-21 job, and even when, when he was with Dundalk, that he's an extremely philosophical manager. And a lot of that comes from modern-day coaching. Like, I, I've done a few FAI badges and stuff like that, and, and a huge amount of the stuff you do. It's not just the, the tactical stuff, it's also the philosophical stuff. What is your philosophy as a coach? Um, you know, what, what is your philosophy in terms of how you want your team set up and how you want them playing? I don't think Stephen Kenny has drifted from his philosophy I just don't think his philosophy was anything groundbreaking. And he, he was a philosophical coach, very, very open about it and very, very transparent about it. But it, it comes back to the other night, Dave, when we were discussing the style of play. We're passing the ball around, and that's part of his style of play. But us passing the ball around compared to hoofing it long under Mick and under um, Trapatoni and O'Neill, it, it looks different, but there's no purpose to it. So it, yeah. to, to, to a lot of people... I wouldn't say to people who don't understand football, because people who do understand football will know that there's an evidential change with the style of play. Mm. But a lot of people who'd be very tactically aware, and I'm not saying I'm, Jesus, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm unbelievably tactically aware, but I do, you know, I coach, I coach teams and stuff like that. And I would, would have a, I, I, I like to look at the analytical side. There's nothing revolutionary. Nothing revolutionary. Kenny, there's nothing revolutionary. Like, yes, he's got the lads passing. That should be the minimum. Yeah. They're passing the ball around without much purpose. There's no movement off the ball. So the the philosophy side, Dave, I don't think has changed. I think his philosophy from day one to now hasn't changed. But in, ter- all, but but in terms of thing, giving the whole, but giving youth a chance and bringing in the, the players you're supposed to get rid of. Well, no, like I, 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 yeah, no, I, I, no, I completely accept that, and he's he's continued to give young lads a chance, and that's the one thing that that have been lacking since Mick McCarthy. You know, we we were capping lads in their late twenties. We were. Um, showing an over loyalty to players, and that's his problem at the moment. He is showing an over loyalty. Mm. You know, the, the 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 likes of James McLean. We're going to chat about him later. Um, you know, I I, I think he should have been phased out a long time ago. He has improved Can't under Kenny. That. He he he's improved under Kenny, yeah. but but I think the likes of him should have been phased out. The fact Jamie McGrath keeps getting picked. I was looking at a yeah. at a couple of threads from Dundee United fans. They think he's awful, and he keeps getting picked. That's a loyalty thing, and that is what has killed us under. Not Mick necessarily. Well, yeah, actually Mick as well. That's what's killed us under under our last three managers is is an over loyalty yeah. to players. And um, but as I said, the, the overall philosophy I just don't think was groundbreaking. I don't think it was anything okay. spectacular. But but because he was so transparent, because he sold it so well, I think people were were almost viewing him as though he was well, yeah, revolutionary. Because he came in and he was, you know, he said we had the best back five in Europe. Or back five, you know, yeah, he said at, at the time it was stuff. at the time it was the best back four, didn't he? Because we had Matt Doherty and Ender Stevens playing as wing backs in the Premier League. Yeah. We'd, we'd Shane Duffy playing quite well for Brighton and we had John Egan playing quite well for Sheffield United in the yeah. in the Premier League. And he, he said that was the best, one of the best back fours in Europe, which is so good. Mark, it's good. It's good to up your, up your players' egos yeah, and that kind of thing. But at the same time, you have to think yeah. about what you're saying as well. So, Martin, you were, you were touching on, you know, the coaches there, but I mean, surely the manager has to see that. The manager, the book stops the manager. If the coach is doing something the manager doesn't like, he's going to say, right, I don't like that. Don't do it. And if you don't stop doing it, you're gone. 
you know, I, I know everyone seems to have an issue with Keith Andrews because Roy Keane called him a bullshitter. And let's be honest, that's where most of it comes from. Roy mm-hmm. Keane says something, everybody, oh, he, you know, he must be right. But I mean, the manager has a lot to answer for here as well. If the coach, coaches aren't performing to his standard, and I know he has lost coaches, Anthony Barry, Nick touched on that the other night, and I do think that's a valid point. But, you know, the book stops the manager at the end of the day. If they're not performing, you know, he's, he's the one that's got a sore day. Like, what he wants is not being translated onto the pitch. That was a clear issue there. Yeah, but I think he's had that issue in a lot of his other camps, hasn't he? Because we've yeah. all started off the camp slowly. We've we've had a bad result, and then we've had like a bit of glorious success after, or a better performance in the second game, and mm. that couldn't happen this time round. That that's what I said going into the Greece game. We had to get a result there, and we didn't. And I just think it was really, really poor. And I, I just I'm a bit mystified by, you know, like for example, Lenehan, right? So okay, he's picked him above O'Shea, and I can understand that in a sense. But Lenehan, if you look back, he, he was often left out of him by, by squads by by Stephen Kenny over the years. And 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 Manning's another one. You know, I know the circumstance with that, but you know, that natural left side, you know, O'Dowd yeah, was but... exposed the other night. And I just think it's just a bit of a mystery of some of his selections and things. And even But why why did he persist for O'Dowd? Because I think he saw enough within him when but, he played against uh, he... Malta. No, I think I think that's where he was, and and, and he did play well in the game where he got did, the goal. Right? Do you want to so, see? Do you want to see feel though that there was a, that his performance warranted enough? I mean, you seen he no, was no, terrible. We've, got, we've, we've not got yeah, no. The other night he was poor. Uh, like I'm not going to deny. But like, that. But what, what, he, he, oh, it's so a problem position like, for us now, isn't it? It is a problem position, but then you have a manager who insists on playing a wing back. Are playing a wing back system when we don't have wing backs. Yeah, or players that can fulfill that role. So, what? Why does he continue to put square pegs into round holes? That's, that's what I don't get. He, he's given O'Dowda his opportunity in that position because he's obviously seen something O'Dowda there. But really, Doherty is one of his best games for Ireland over the years. Was when he played on the left against Portugal, I think. So, yeah. that that's that's he could have done that. And he could have had Alan Brown on the right. It just seems again. I just think he's coming across a little bit of when it does get properly analysed when he's gone from the Ireland job in. in whenever that's going to be. You're, people are going to analyse it and go, like we do with Brian Kerr and stuff, and analyse mm. specific games. And we'll say, that was a bit weird, actually, what he did then. Or why did he do that? And but I think the, it's happening now a little bit more, obviously, in these kind of shows and stuff. But I, I'm, I'm just mystified by some of his decisions. Even the persistence of bringing Adam Ida, who doesn't... He's not done anything exceptional in an Ireland shirt. He doesn't score goals. I just don't understand like what when, Paris when Kenny, to upset him kind of thing. I just don't understand what, that persistence for some Kenny, when Kenny fancies a player, he gives them every opportunity. You're Ida. He loves Ida. He did great from the under-21s. He hasn't scored a goal yet for the seniors. Now he's had a lot of injury problems. it yet again. I know you're saying he saw some. Not Let's be honest, Martin. All joking aside, I pointed out ages ago. I pointed out in November. I said, Odeuda is not a left. He's not a wing-back. He's too safe. Your wing-backs have to bomb on. He, he doesn't do anything. But yeah, he persists with him. We saw what he did in November. It. Nick, you you probably notice um, out of the streams a bit more. Was Manning Manning wasn't picked for November international, was he? No, he, uh, exactly. <laughs> well, he was. Well, he wasn't in the squad. I can't. I can't remember if he or was he injured now. I I don't think he yeah. was in the squad. Don't know. He de- he he was yeah. definitely available Liam in Scales. March and wasn't picked. Liam, Liam, Liam Scales went over there. Never got a game. Yeah. Even against Malta. So right there, you have a problematic position. You're going with a guy who's a right winger, who comes in on his left most of the time. He tucks inside. He's very safe. You're playing him as a left wing back. 
a blind man on a galloping horse could see that wasn't going to work. But yeah, he persists with it. And then Manning, of course, pulls out. So, but would Manning have played? Would he have played? Even if he had a come? He probably I wouldn't have. I don't think he, I actually don't think he would have, no. He, he just, he gets punished. I'm going to go on a bit of rant here, but he gets punished by players that he puts trust in. Like Odell, like Odell shouldn't be in that position, right? And I'm not, I'm, I know Sonic can go in on him, right? But he's in the box. He puts his hand up. He's not used to defending in, the, in a box, right? Because he's not a defender. Gives away a penalty, right? Then he lets a man go goal side of him. Goes in, he scores. And of course, Malombi was doing, Malombi was dreadful the other night. He stood there. He, he watched it. He was, he was watching the ball, not the man. And of course, Johnson was done uh, with, with a cheeky nutmeg. You, you cannot be getting done like that if you want to be an international player, by the way. And then that's it. It's 2-1. And it could have been 3-4-5-1. Nobody would have mm. been able to say anything. But he keeps getting punished by players that he puts faith in. That's Odouda. Shouldn't, shouldn't be on the pitch. He's not a defender. So he gets mm. done twice. You can't blame Odouda for that. I actually can't blame Odouda for that. No. And, and, and Lenehan as well, Dave, because we, we mentioned this the other night. Like, I mean, well, I, the Lenehan did... question has been answered, hasn't it, really? Yeah, it's well, not... well, uh, well, uh, well, uh, well uh, a sloppy... A sl he's had a good season, but he's, he's, he hasn't mistaken him. We said this in the pre-match. And as well as that, he's playing on the left-hand side of a, of a back three. Like, he, he's looked uncomfortable enough as it is, and he's put on his weaker side. So that comes down to the manager rather than Lenehan or Odouda. You know, that, okay. that, is, that yeah. is, that is, that is, the Greeks expose that so much. They expose that area. And the, the second goal is just textbook of why those selections were wrong. If Lenehan was playing on the right-hand side, yeah, maybe he has a better chance. If Odell is playing in midfield, yeah, maybe he, he fulfills his role a little bit better. But, but that second goal, yes, the players, um, yes, the players have um, made mistakes there. They've been sloppy, but, but um, Stephen Kenny has played one lad out of position in Colin Madouda, and he's played another guy on his weaker side. And as a defender, and lads, I know you've played football, Martin, I know you've coached football. You, you try and put your defenders on their stronger side because it's easier for them to defend. Yeah. If they're if they're playing as an inverted fullback, especially, you know, lads who aren't, um, aren't used to a position, it's very, very difficult to defend that. It's very, very difficult to defend on your weaker side. And that was completely exposed. As professional footballers, should they be getting tighter on the ball? Absolutely. Jason Molumbi was awful for, for that. I don't think I, I think I don't think he has much excuse, but um Kenny has put Lenehan and Odouda in an inevitable situation and we were punished. Yeah, I mean and, and that's down to the manager. The manager has to be blamed on that. It's a bit like when you put Cyrus Christie in the centre midfield. He's he's Absolutely. he's either he's a right back, he plays in channels, he doesn't play yeah. in pools, he plays in channels. And that that, that threw him in front of that threw him and his Ireland career in front of the bus. In the bus, and then the team presented Cyrus Christie because there was you know, players in that position. Well, why is he? In, you know, I, I just yeah. nobody won with that. But no. I think time and time again, uh, Stephen Kenny has been punished by players he puts faith in. Harahan, uh, Hendrick, they they were the architects of, of the losing our two goal lead against Armenia at the at the back end of the Nations League. It's just time and time again, and and I keep talking about Malum it. Malumbi's Malumbi's the next one, like. Ma Ma Malumbi did well against France. He broke up the play. I thought he was excellent. Should, but oh, but overall for Ireland, but overall for Ireland, Jason Malumbi has been sloppy and people yeah. people don't like, people love the rough and tumble of a player. We've seen it with James McLean for years. They, they love a the player who, who, who'll fly into a tackle. But but Jason Malumbi, and as I said, Dave, because look, I'm being a little bit hypocritical, but it's it's more of a reflection here. And um, mm. before the Greek game, I said, Jason Malumbi is going to be key to this game because the Greeks will want to hold on to the ball and he'll be the man to break it up. And, um, 
in most of the games I've seen Jason Molumbi play, and to be fair to him, it's usually when he's playing in the midfield too. He doesn't have a great temperament. He's very, very sloppy, and he doesn't offer much in the ball. Yeah, but there uh, is, and, and, and there is an over loyalty there. But, but having but said there, that, having said that, he is important to the, the to the way we try and set up for so. No one else. Here's the thing, though: no one else does what he does. If he's coached correctly, he's, he's Jason correct. Knight. See, Jason Knight has a bite. Jason Knight has a bite in the tackle, he and he holds onto the ball, so he, he can he can play that role as well. One mistake obviously was made. And Martin, I'm going to let you come in there. Sorry. Uh, I know we're hogging the, uh, the microphone, the airwaves. But uh, obviously, you know, we, we agreed with the small bone over Jason Knight. That was obviously small bone. I know he did set up. Or he, he played a part in equalized, but he, he did have a very quiet night. I think it was a bit too much for him, to be fair. Uh, it, was a very, it was a very... I'll tell you something about that game against Greece. It was a very hot... And I, I don't mean weather-wise... I just mean the atmosphere was very hot. It was a very unpleasant atmosphere to play in. It was a great atmosphere, but not if you're a young Ireland team with no leaders in that team. I know there weren't really any leaders in that team, to be fair. And they all went missing, didn't they? Yeah, that, Sorry, that was, I was actually going to make that point. There were very few leaders in the team. I mean, look at Doherty's a senior pro and he lost his head at the end over something ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, you, you've got to be calm in that situation. Like, And that's why I thought, to be honest with you, I'll get mocked for this probably, but like the likes of Jeff, you have to earn the right to play. Right. So you, you've got to kind of just stifle that crowd and you've got to just kill the game, basically, and, and not let them get into any rhythm. And look at the pressure they had in the first 10 minutes. Was it eight or nine corners and we couldn't get out and stuff? And Kenny said that about Wembley years ago uh, when we played in the lockdown game there, that we that we they couldn't get out. They, like we couldn't defend the low block, all that technical bullshit. Right. But but you know what I mean? Like your senior pros know how to calm the game and take the sting out of a game there. And, and they know how to get weather that storm in a sense. And there isn't anyone in there who does that. Does, I'm, I'm, I'm mystified a little bit on the how Scales is a naturally left-sided player. Now, I know he hasn't played for Ireland yet, mm. but, you know, he's been caught up, caught up into squads. You're trying to make O'Dowd or something that you've kind of said he's not. Yeah, and he's not. I think he's doing it for the team in a way, and he wants to have an international career. So I'm not going to begrudge him that. But, no. you know, I do think he's a better attacker and he's... he's Better performances for Ireland have been on the right. Um, and I don't know why he's probably trying to make himself a left winger or a left, you know, fullback in a sense. It's a problem position, as I said. But I'm a bit mystified how Daryl O'Shea can be one of our main... I know he hadn't played since March, but it just... I think that's a question worth asking. Why? That's a natural balance. Even he could go wing back in a sense. I've seen him play well, there. Dardy, Dardy, Dardy hasn't played either. Left. Yeah, I know. It, it's just... This is... It's just crazy. And I think all these things that are happening, all these decisions and these crazy things uh, 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 are happening, basically, are they're showing, I think, that he's out of his depth, sadly. I, I just can't see it. And I think the only thing that's saving Stephen Kenny from it, from moving, being moved on is the financial part of it. The FAI haven't got the... They don't need to get rid of him yet because season tickets are sold. So they've sold that. So they're not worried about the money for that. People mm. won't go, though. Irish people will not support the team. A lot of them would not go if it's dire to watch. Like, even if they brought tickets, they go, well, I'm not going to have the expense of going up to Dublin to go and watch it. Even though I've got my season ticket, I'm just not going to bother going. Because that's We've what seen it. We've seen that. that. We've seen that in the We've past. Seen that. Yeah. Like, it's got to be, a, I, I, I don't know. You know, and Stephen Kenny's obsessed with talking about attendances and stuff. He thought it was going to be sold out the other night. Whoever he's getting his information from in Greece was completely wrong. And he talks about, he talked again about it. Oh, it's going to be a sold out. Like the money's there. We we know that people have invested already. But it, I just it, think it be sold out. It, it's very, you know, there's so that's saving him because the money situation. Um, and 
I think also that there's no other obvious candidate. And, and if, if the FAI had money and Brendan Rodgers was available as he kind of is now, I know he's probably going to go Celtic. If they had money and they were very affluent, Brendan Rodgers would be straight away in, in there, I think. They would be going for someone like that. And at the moment now, there's all speculation who can come in. So, and, and I think it's a risk though. And, and I think the FAI... They've got, if, it, if it's a dire performance against Gibraltar, uh, and I mean, look, we, we are not, like, we will beat them. And I, obviously, I've picked my team for later on. But will we, will we beat them. But And I'm saying, this, it, I, I've probably never been as nervous going into one. And I think he probably must be shitting himself because they're going to go in there. They're going to be under pressure. They've got to perform now. The, the, nothing has shown me in the last few games. Even when we played poor opposition, when we played Latvia, we were 2 up, 2-2. As a, uh, Armenia two 0 up two two. Like I'm, I'm not all that confident we're going to give these a hiding. If I'm being honest with you, and I'm not trying to sound. Water are the same level as them, basically. And what like, do we do against them over there? Nothing. So you've got yeah. to, you know, we we. I, I think in our whole preview of this whole window, I said we have to beat them by three goals because everyone else has done that so far. It's going to come down to goal difference. You have to. And at home, I was confident we would. Now I think our team will be galvanised now and go out and play for him. And they all seem to do still be. They're not going to slag him off. They're going to say, yeah, we're still playing for the manager. And yeah, we all believe it. I don't know why. Oh, you know, Dodds, he said the other night, is there still is there speculation about him being in danger of his job? What planet's he living on? Look at the record we've had under him. And that is going to count to the FAI. It will do. And if there was someone available, they'd be looking. I think there must for, be a contingency plan of for, who can come in. Four competitive game. Sorry, four wins out of the 22 competitive games. The thing is, as well, with, with that game in Malta, and I have to stress this, you know, that was that was a training camp. Really, that was a that was a that was a, a way to bring in the blood in players, and instead, he plays a senior team. We were dreadful. It was an appalling day, actually. It was not a bloody thunderstorm. We were dreadful, and we only got a winner because of a sloppy back pass, and Callum Robinson went in and scored. That for me, if you had got the same result with a young, imbalanced team. Nobody would mind. Nobody would have cared. They would have said, oh, well, you know, look, at least he's experimenting. He's trying to bring new players, give him a chance. But the fact that he went there and he did that with senior players, I, I think it did more damage than good. It's these decisions he keeps getting wrong. And that, for me, was a massive, massive red flag. It, it, is this the man that's up for it? We, we all like Stephen Kenny. He's a lovely fella. He's not a mercenary where some managers have come in and they're just about the money. And yeah, they qualify to get a nice little bonus. It isn't about the money. It's nice, and obviously his bills have to be paid, but this is a man who cares deeply about Irish football. And that's what I think the saddest part is about this. And I have a horrible feeling that if it goes south, we're going to lose him. And we, either way you look at it, because he's not just a manager, is he? He's also, he's a technical director, international mm. te technical director. He's got himself involved in that kind of role yeah. with the FAI Which, as part of that. He's, he's replaceable, he's brilliant. lads. He's replaceable. Yeah, he is, yeah. He is. Yeah. He's replaceable in that role. Like they're, they're, they're yes, he. But, but and, and we said this a couple of years ago, lads. This is going back ages when that role was announced. We were, we said this. We said if there's an issue with Stephen Kenny in the Ireland job, where, what position does that put the FAI in for this whatever technical role? Mm -hmm. And the other thing we said was because I remember specifically talking about this mm -hmm. on the show. We also said, what experience does he have as a technical director? Okay. He's, he has experience as a manager, absolutely, and running clubs and that kind of thing. It's not the same as a technical yeah, director. But, I mean, there is a dearth of talent in Ireland. Let's be honest. Over, over you know, over years. Absolutely, there, 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 there's the a huge, not. 
Yeah, but 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 there's there's other talent out there as well, Dave. You know, I I think I think with Brian okay. Kerr, I think I'll I think with Brian, point. yeah, with Brian Kerr, there was an opportunity, and I think it's transpired in recent years that Brian Kerr chose not to come back. You know, and and the other yeah. thing as well was that the game had progressed since then, and he also had a very very talented group of players. And the other thing we have to keep in mind, lads, and this is an, an argument, the grassroots kind of argument. These lads develop at their clubs. They don't necessarily develop in the national team for for small windows of ten days or whatever. It's the likes of St. Kevin's boys, um, developing so many unbelievable players. You know, it's the likes of Belvedere, uh, producing so many unbelievable players. Clubs like that, Shamrock Rovers at the moment, lads. I know I'm a Bose fan, but Jesus, Shamrock Rovers are are producing some outrageous talent at the moment. It's those today, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. So, so it's those it's those kind of clubs that are actually producing the players. Like, yes, the FAI do have an input. Yes, the FAI do um, screen these players for international games and they take them away and they do give them kind of cutting-edge coaching when they're away with the national team at underage level. But it is the clubs. As I said, Kevin's Rovers, they are doing all of the mm-hmm. development. Um, so, so all this kind of thing when people say, oh, the money has to go into grassroots and has to go and the FAI should be putting it into this. It's actually those clubs that are developing them rather than the, the national teams. So that that's that's what I think on it anyway. Okay. Uh, we're going to move it on. Uh, one, actually, what, what point I'd like to make on it? I, I, I personally think people are saying that we can't play football now because people are going to turn around and say, no, 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 we need a long ball now. We have to get results. We have to do this. We have to. I think we have the players to play a good brand of football and a winning brand of football played in a nice way. It doesn't always have to be tippy-tappy. Can be a little bit, you know, you can mix it up a bit. That's good football. Um, one massive problem we've had is aggression. We we're not aggressive. We're pushovers. You need to be aggressive. If you lose the ball, you have to be aggressive in getting it back. We don't. We sit back off. There's never any movement. I I just I think there is potential in this team. I just hope if Kenny isn't the man, and he can't. And by the way, lads, if we give Gibraltar a hiding, why? I know I'm clutching the straws. France beat Greece. And then we, you know, we can turn it around in the later part and get a couple of results and get a couple of, you know, shock wins. We're, we're, we're back in the hunt again. And then all of a sudden, he's the best things to slice bed. It can happen, but it already depends, doesn't it, on, it, on tomorrow night? It, really quickly on that, Dave, it can happen in, in a way. But the problem is with Stephen Kenny, it's a running team of inconsistency. It's been, yeah. it's been end of the world apocalyptic stuff. And then all of a sudden things are turned around. And then the next week or the next window, it's apocalyptic stuff. And then we get a good result and we've forgotten about it. So it, the inconsistencies are the warning signs. No, that's fair. Um, right. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, later on. Actually, but there's one man that could turn us all around. Isn't that right, Nick? Uh, you, on our Twitter page here, uh, young Nicholas, uh, this is what he said. We are crying out for a midfielder who can put their foot on the ball. True. We will never know unless this man is at least given an opportunity to show if he can do it for Ireland. It will certainly suit the international game. And that man is Mr. Jack Byrne. You you like to throw your old grenades in, Nick, don't you? Yeah. Uh, ju- just for anyone listening, I do not think Jack Byrne should be called up for Ireland, nor do I think um, he's quite in the form to get him an Ireland call-up. I suppose what I was, the point I was making was, I took a bit of inspiration from the Greek team and how good the players are on the ball. Jack Byrne's a very good player on the ball. Um, who's ahead of him at the moment? Jamie McGrath. Poor player. 
in my opinion, sure. poor, yeah. poor player. And 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 who else in, in terms of attacking midfielders are ahead of him? Maybe Jason Knight. Yeah, Jason Knight is a better player than Jack Byrne. But apart from that, there there isn't really anyone, is there? So either you have an empty slot or Jamie McGrath or someone like, in my opinion, Sammy Smoddox will be the shout there. Connor Ronan, he seems to be doing well in the States, will be the shout there. There were a lot of shouts for Jack Byrne during the week. Now, a lot of a lot of it was from Shamrock Rovers fans. I kind of put that out just on reflecting on that. A player who can put the put the fun the ball. I don't think he should be in the squad, but Jesus Christ, it um went off like a grenade, as you said. Which I'm was not in, which was which was not intended, but I seem to cause a lot of fallouts. Um, you know, as I said, we're we're only fans. We're only fans. We we don't claim to be a media outlet, we don't claim to, you know get it right all the time or we don't claim that our opinions are gospel but just a tongue-in-cheek thing that was thrown out well, um and it basically caused a lot of league of ireland fans to fight with i suppose english club fans some um, called you a, a rovers fan actually oh yeah so. yeah it got that it got that right and the other thing and the other thing was it caused a lot of um it caused a lot of Rovers fans to fall out with a lot of other fans. So, um, but the the thing was, it was it was great debate. There was a lot of people saying absolutely no way, and then there was a lot of people saying, well, what exactly do we have ahead of him? What is the harm? There was calls then for Chris Forrester. I think his time has passed. Unfortunately, he has had international call ups. He's never featured for us. There was calls for Chris Forrester. They were saying if you're going for a League of Ireland player and guys like that. But um, yeah, it was just a random one. But it was just funny to see how um. How there yeah. were so many, how it was such a good debate for yeah. something that was just meant to be a tongue in cheek on reflection of what people have been saying all week. Well, I mean, I think uh, this one's going to have legs for a bit. Uh, Nick throwing in the grenades there, as always. And speaking of Nick, actually, uh, we're going to play a little clip. You did an interview earlier on with uh, Jamie Bossio. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Jamie Bossio, yeah. Yep, yeah, great lad. Great lad. See, Martin, you don't give me any credit when I get the names right. Yeah, like yeah. all right. You might not know this lad. I'm on about the lads we're talking about as island players. You don't, you can't pronounce. Yeah. Um. What's what? <laughs> hold on. What's what's the name of the Cork reporter that works for RTE? Tony Cork Todd. I know. Well, I know him as Tony. We're on good what, terms. What's, what's his surname? <laughs> what's his surname? Tony Donaghy. There you go. And who 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 played right back for Ireland on Friday night? When? Right back, right wing back. Yeah, who yeah. play right wing oh, back? Doherty. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? You can actually see his jaw, like just Fuck almost sake. going into convulsions, like not having to put the C in. Jesus. And here are the two brothers in Oasis. <laughs> Gallagher. The what? Go on. What? Gallagher. <laughs> Go on. Start off the alphabet. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ! I don't know what you two are on about. I've just seen worrying news there. Before you, I know you. I, I, I just saw worrying news there that Ireland are linked with that. Apparently, an informal approach has been made to Sam Allardyce. That can't be true. Can I? Inter- I saw, well, I saw there. Do you know what happened? There, there was a That's extra mental. extra dot ie who are you know more amateur than us. Um, put something, <laughs> put, put something out. But they they put something out saying that um. Sam Allardyce has been linked with uh, an interim uh, role with Ireland, and there was no credible sources backing it up. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what one of the mainstream kind of outlets kind of cited that him and Roy Keane were in the running uh, for an interim job. But again, no credible source. So hilarious, hilarious. But you never know, crazier things have happened. 
Oh God, please, please no. Um... Just, just quickly, I think it's worth saying, right? If 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 he went tomorrow, after mm. tomorrow, say if he did, who would you have in for the remaining window? It, what if there was an interim job? If since yeah, so I don't think they're going to appoint anyone permanent. I think it would be someone who would come in interim and then they'll get the job. Is what we'll do. I I, I, I think I, I think they'd give it to John O'Shea. If I was yeah. going to give it to someone interim, um, why not give it to Slavon Bilic? Do you know what? Actually, um, a fan of the show, and he knows who he is. He doesn't like me saying his name. We were actually having a chat about this yesterday when it was in Athens Airport and WhatsApp, and he was saying he'd take Bilic. Um, oh really? The yeah, only reason he, I the only reason I'm saying it is because I was talking to Breen earlier and <laughs> he said it. No, well, it wasn't Breen. It wasn't Breen. Uh, it was another guy. He's a big friend of the podcast. That's, the only, that's literally that's literally the only reason I said it because he said yeah, it and no. I was like, Jesus, that's a decent show. I don't, I don't, I don't know long term. You know, w- would it be the right fit? But I think if you're going for an interim manager who's out of work, yeah, why not Village? I, th- I think he's the sort of guy that he's very he seems very you know he's eccentric but down to earth if that makes sense. I think it'd be somebody that would actually try if you said to him, right, listen, you're not going to be a, a rock and roll manager in rock and roll wages. You're going to come in here. We want you to get involved with with the with, with uh, the community or whatever. I think it'd be somebody that would give it a go. He seems to be a sort of man who would throw. Yeah. You know, go in with, with two feet, head for fans, straight in. Fans would love him. The fans would love him. I think he'd get on side. We might have, look, we might have to go foreign. We might have to go with a, a young coach or something to prove. Maybe, don't, you know, look at Tottenham. They've gone with, um, I'm not even going to try. Oh, yeah. Well, sorry. Sorry. That's Pe- a Man. Go on, Dave. You what? had it there. Go on, Dave. <laughs> what, what's that? <laughs> what's that? Bad Wi Fi again, is it? I, 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 yeah, Angie Poxer Coglu. <laughs> Lads, I, can, can I just say, can I just say the next Ireland manager is going to be, I think it's going to be an unusual one. It'll be a strange one that we wouldn't have guessed, I think. Yeah. I, 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 th- I, I think it'll be one out left field, but I, I think there will, sorry, Mark, I'll let you come in there. I think it will be to continue on the plan, I hope. Yeah. Sorry. I, I think it could be, I, I think in future, I've said it when he was, called up and I think John O'Shea is being lined up for it down the line basically and yeah. I, I'm not worried about it. he's not had the managerial experience anywhere else because I think he he's uh, know, I, I, again, uh, yeah I think so I, I think that's it and I think it would be obviously a reset of the whole backroom staff as well um, and, and again that's that's where I think we kind of and he would have worked with the under 21s and I know that's a little bit of the continuation maybe that's the idea already now but um, yeah I, I think one thing I'd say on Stephen Kenny I think I think he wouldn't wait. I think he'd step down before he'd be sacked. I don't think because so. Because the crowd would turn and I think he he wouldn't he won't like that emotionally and, and he will just go as um so we're finally gonna get to it anyway. Uh here is Nick's interview with Jamie Bossio. So I'm delighted to be joined by extra Gibraltar International Jamie Bossio. Jamie won twelve caps uh, for Gibraltar between twenty fifteen and twenty eighteen. And um there is an Irish link, Jamie, isn't there? Do you want to explain that to us? Yeah, I was I was born in Dublin in 1991, and I spent about eight years uh, living there. My sister was also born in Dublin, and my parents were who were both Gibraltarian, both living out there. And my dad was practicing as a as a doctor. So that's, that's your link. Link, yeah, yeah. You were never you were never tempted to play for us, Jamie, were you? I never got the call, unfortunately. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, I, but... I've seen. I mean, Tom Cannon at the moment, you know, the, the Everton player, there's a bit of a tug of war between him. So, um, you know, if, if, if anyone is offended by uh, 
someone from Liverpool wanting to play for England. We can't really blame you for wanting to play for Gibraltar, <laughs> Jamie. So it's all good. You played a bit for Home Farm, did you? Is that right? Yeah, I, I started out there, I think, when I was about four years old. Um, played for Home Farm. And then I, I ended up playing in the UK once I moved over to the Peterborough Academy when I was about eight. So, so I spent you, a year at the Peterborough Academy, a year at the Leicester Academy, and then we moved back over to Gibraltar when I was 10 years old. So you join a long list of um, international footballers to come through the Home Farm Academy. So uh, Yeah, they've uh, got a, a, nice, a nice list there. It's nice to be a part of that, yeah. A strong tradition, a strong tradition. So, Jamie, you, you finished up playing a couple of years ago. You, you were on the bench against Ireland, weren't you? Yeah, I, I was on the bench for the first two games that we got drawn in our first uh, qualifying group against Ireland. I um, got my first call-up, actually, to play away at the Aviva when I was yeah. 22. And I was on the bench for that game. And then I was also on the bench for the return leg, which we played the year after in Faro in Portugal. Yeah, the 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 first game didn't go too well, did it? But we won't nah, we, no. we won't we won't mention that, Jamie. It's probably <laughs> to be it's honest, only... it was a change of it was a change of manager, and it was a different yeah. regime to what it was recently and what it is now. So I think yeah. you'll probably expect something slightly different from the Gibraltar team on Monday. Yeah, it's only because you didn't start. That's why it was. Uh, it didn't go as well. <laughs> it didn't go as well. So, so tell us a little bit about the Gibraltar team at the moment. So, you're a Guine coach now, isn't it? Uh, Julio yeah. Cesar Rivas. Yep. Um, the the Gibraltar team now, compared to what it was when you guys last played us, I think has improved defensively. Um, we played against France um, on Friday night, and that was a good, good dis- defensive display, good performance. Yeah. Um, he's been with the team for a few years now and he has been kind of inputting his defensive philosophy into his style of play. Um, so we do find, I think, I mean, some teams do find it hard to, to break us down, um, which I think if you look at the last two games we then played against Ireland when we had Rivas there, we lost 1-0 at home, which was a game that we could have maybe nicked something from. The conditions were a bit complicated. I remember watching yeah. it. Um, and then we lost 2-0 at the Aviva, which if you compare to the first two games that we played against Ireland, which was a 7-0 and a 4-0, is, is a big improvement. Very good. We're looking to kind of go into the game, I think, and build on the defensive display against France the other day and, and hopefully aim to frustrate. I know Ireland might be under a little bit of pressure based on um, the, la- the last performance against Greece yeah. and the first two games, obviously zero points. So you guys are going to have to put in a decent display at home, I think. Absolutely, it'll take a lot to break you guys down, and and some good results in recent times. I mean, back to back victories, um, just in November. So I mean, a, a huge improvement in recent times. And who would the star players be, um, Jamie? Because um, because I know that like there a, a lot of players kind of based in England, um, have kind of come come into the system half and day. I know Danny Higginbotham back back in the day. Yeah, I know. I know he kind of got a call up when he was kind of in his late thirties. It's it's a bit of an older uh, squad, isn't it, um, Jamie? But but who would be the standout men there? I think the main man would be TJ Debar. I think he's just recently renewed his contract with Wickham Wanderers uh, in League One. Um, he was on the bench last night and came on for the last 30 minutes. I don't know if he had a knock before the game, but I, I'd expect him probably to, to start. He's usually our, our outlet up, up top. He holds the ball up well and he, he runs the channels pretty well. So um, he would be the, the one to look out for. If there's any kind of threat or we create anything, it's probably probably going to be through him. Um, Liam Walker's out injured. He hasn't made it into the squad for these games. He's usually got quite a decent delivery on set pieces, corners, free kicks and so on. Um, but in, in the midfield, I mean, we've got players like Louis Ansley as well, who's playing, I think, in Northern Ireland. Yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's, with, he's with Dundalk at the moment. So a lot of yeah. a, lot, a lot of fans will be very familiar with him, yeah. 
Yeah, so it's it's quite a it's quite a different squad to what it was when we started out um, when we qualified through UEFA in 2013-14 when we last played you guys the first time round. So um, we do have quite a few players based in the UK that are now getting a bit more experience among with those older players that are still there, like Roy Shibolina, who started out with us, who who is always a bit of a threat from set pieces when when we get the chance. And how do you fancy your chances on Monday, Jamie? Would, would you think the guys would be fairly confident of a of a stubborn display? Um, um, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, the last time you guys played in Dublin, we we just scraped by you. So, as you said, an improving yeah. team, will they be feeling quietly confident, especially with us at a low ebb? I think it's about kind of staying in the game for as long as possible and trying to frustrate you guys. And obviously, your home support is gonna is gonna want a, a quick start from from your team, given given the last couple of results. So, if we can kind of stay in the game and frustrate and play it in fifteen minute periods where we slow the game down and we do the ugly things well, maybe we're, we're in with a chance. Obviously, we're going there to, with no expectation to, to to win or our fans don't expect to win, but basing it on the performance that we gave against France um, last night, I think there's a bit of optimism and the, the team will be in a positive positive mood. I've spoken to a few of the guys this morning and they're on their way now, travelling that way to, to Dublin and, and they're going to look to put in another decent performance. And it must be a special one for you to watch with the, the Dublin link. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I like doing that game. I'm actually, I'm on, I'm on TV here in Gibraltar on Monday covering the game and the local broadcaster. So I'll be down there. Um, Shouting for hit. Ireland. Shouting yeah. for Ireland, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I'll have to wait to get my passport as well. I uh, applied to get it sorted to get dual nationality now because of Brexit and everything yeah. else. And, you're, but, dead, yeah. you're dead right, you're dead right. But look, if you, if you, if you ever want a game for us, pop back, pop back and let us know. <laughs> Jamie, an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for your time and enjoy the game on Monday. Thank you very much. All the best. Super. Jamie Bossy, what a nice fella. Um, I must say, lads, I'm quite worried there. Obviously, Gibraltar only lost 3-0 to France. Early goal, a penalty and a late goal. Um, Very quickly, I mean, if they're going to be setting up defensively and we're not exactly uh, pulling up trees offensively... uh, there's every chance that this, with the mood of the camp, it's going to go one of two ways. They're either going to come out and have at it, yeah. uh, or they're going to just crumble. Look, I think we're going to get by them. Uh, the one thing i say is their their exertions against France will be telling, I think. Um, and we didn't exactly exert much against Greece, did we? Uh, it's going to be a fresher team, I think, for, for, from Stephen Kenny tomorrow night. And I do see a couple of goals going in. Um, you know, as Jamie explained there, they're they're really in transition at the moment. You know, they they they're starting to get kind of back to back victories, yes, against lower sides, but they are gradually improving. They're very, very well coached, very well managed by by this new Uruguayan coach. And um very, very compact team. They were whipping boys when we first played them back in twenty fourteen. They're now gradually kind of moving up to, you know, that kind of pot um kind of stronger pot six, pot five kind of area, which you know, we should be beating, but at the moment, as I mentioned uh, with Jamie, we're, we're in a low ebb. We will be under pressure. If the game gets to halftime and it's still all, the pressure we're be on. If it, gets, if it gets to 60 minutes, the pressure be on. If we scrape by, we'll have to take the results. I think we, as I said, I think we will win, but um, only because of the exertions of, of Gibraltar on Friday, but it's yeah. it's not going to be as straightforward as, as people think. No. What do you reckon, Martin? We need two quick goals. Boom, boom, settle everyone down, then go for a term apart, you'd hope. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the, the Irish fans react to 
the Greece game and how up for it we're going to be, I think, because I think we have a big part to play. And I think Ireland will be quite worried about that. I think, you know, Stephen Kenny be a bit worried about, you know, is this is the support going to be unwavering as as it usually is at the home games? Um, so it'd be interesting to see what the reaction is from the singing uh, section. They were still singing. They were still singing, you know, uh, the, the Stephen Kenny song. Not, yeah. uh, not, not, not with as much gusto, but mm. uh, not as boisterously, but they were still singing. There's still fate there, but I think we need a, a very just commanding performance. And professional we'll, job. Professional. Just be professional. Get the three or four yeah. goals. Well, um, great interview there, by the way, Nick. Nice guy. Nice guy. Lovely, lo- lovely fella, Jamie. And, um, you know, we, we wish him the best here tomorrow. And uh, an excellent ex- ex- guy. Very, <laughs> very impressed. Very impressive guy, though. He's coaching futsal um, over in Gibraltar at the moment. He's doing very well for himself. So, well done, Jamie. Good man, Jamie. And uh, just actually, before we go here, uh, one man who will be making his 100th appearance for the Republic of Ireland and also will be captaining the side. That will be uh, this man here. That is James McLean, your mate. Very quickly, Nick. So, we're going to have to wrap this up. Uh, do you think he deserves his 100 caps? Well, the the one thing I say about James McLean is he's turned up every time. He's turned up injured and played full games. He's improved hugely under Stephen Kenny. Um, would he have gotten 100 caps about 20 years ago? No, I don't think so. Um, if there was more competition in his position, would he have gotten 100 caps? No, I don't think so. Um, has he given no. as much as he has he given as much as he can to to the country? Absolutely, I th- I think he has. Um, has he been one of our greatest players in terms of quality? No, I don't think so. So there, there's there's a lot of bits there. It's not to, to it's not to put him down on what's a huge occasion, um, but I suppose you've you've put it to me. Does he deserve a hundred caps? Yeah, for turning up. And um, will he go down as one of our greatest players for his talent? I don't think so. But look, great occasion for him. Uh, well done, Tom. And look, it'd be great to see him get a goal tomorrow. He's captain in this, the side tomorrow, which I've you know I. I I, I wouldn't be too keen on those kind of gestures. I think maybe that's just me being cold, mm. but I think they're it's a qualifier. You, you approach it as a normal game. Um, does that show disrespect to the opposition? Does that show disrespect to the squad as a whole? Um, I don't know. May, maybe not. But um, yeah, no, look, okay. I, hope he, I hope he goes out there and scores tomorrow. And, oh, hopefully and, he scores. And, and, well, and well done to him, yeah. No worries. Uh, very quick, guys, before we go, um, we need to do teams and predictions. Mm. Martin. Quick, very quickly, give me your eleven. Very quickly. Yeah, this is this is a bit of a weird one. Uh, so Bazunu, um, I've actually gone with Brown at right back. I've gone for four at the back actually. Brown, Collins, Egan, and O'Shea coming in at left back. And I've gone Cullen, Malumbi, McLean on the left. I've, I've gone four three three, and uh, Parrot in behind Obafemi and Ferguson. I think that's does the job defensively in the midfield. I think O'Shea is all right there as well. McLean will start on the left, won't he, I think, as we know. So I think it, it, that can inter- interact a little bit as well and, and change to the five that we really needed to as well. So Okay. And prediction? I think it'll be 2-0. 2-0. Nothing. So you're, you're going all blood and thunder. Uh, but yeah, I, think they're just, I think they're, I think it'll be. Yeah, I'm not expecting. Okay. I don't know. I think end of a long season. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? Okay, no worries. Uh, Nick, you're 11 quickly. Yeah, I I actually think he could go to a back four, but I'm going to go back five. So, Bizzuno in goal, it'll be Collins, Egan, he'll go Lanahan again. James McLean, left wing back. Alan Brown, right wing back. Malumbi and Cullen in the middle. J- 
Jason Knight in behind Michael Obafemi and Evan Ferguson, and I'm going to go for a 3 0 win. I'll go with the team, and I'm going to go 2 0. I go with your team. I think he's going to stick with the back five because I think he wants. I think he's going to be stubborn about this. He can either rip it up and go, "Yep, you're wrong," or he's going to go, "No." Do you know what? The system's right. The players are wrong, and I think he's going to just show them. He's going to show that he's going to stick with that. That's that's my prediction. Anyway. Listen, lads, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your support. If you're around Dublin tomorrow, Martin and myself will be walking around with uh, microphones. I suppose really <laughs> gives a job. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you wanna if you wanna appear on the pre-game show, the pre-game show, that doesn't sound right, but the pre-game show, have a word with us. I'll play a clip on there. And also that will be about an hour before kickoff, the pre-game show, and then we'll have the post-game show about five or so minutes after the final whistle. Hopefully it is gonna be three points. And yeah, thanks, chaps. Come on, you boys in green, and hopefully it's uh Hopefully we are living in a Kenny Wonderland, but uh, who knows. Good night.